Yes, from the Nine Network, Denny Widler. Denny, good morning. Morning, gents. Uh, is Pup there? I'm here, buddy. Mate, why didn't you have a go at Buzz yesterday? Oh, mate, because two wrongs don't make, don't make a right. You know that. But don't worry, I'm blueing with him as well now. <laughs> oh, oh are you? Tell us about your blue. What's going on? <laughs> well, What have you done? See, I, I picked up, uh, there was a, a story where, which was saying that Latrell Mitchell's worth two million bucks, 600000 in marketing. And look, I get, I want Latrell to make as much money as possible. Uh, but I just made the, made the mention that a year ago, the, the same organisation, same people writing stories were saying that Latrell's a basic, basically, uh, you know, a thug for what he did to Joey Manu. And, you know, he's, he was unmarketable and terrible. And now he's the most marketable bloke in the world. And I was just calling out, you know, the change in opinion. And, yeah. you know, I think, I'm, I think that's a fair thing to say that there's been a big sway in people's opinion. And I, I've sort of been of the view from the start that Latrell's the same person and there is mm. no way that he deliberately went to injure Joey Manu in that tackle. And, mm. yes, I still, still think he's worth a lot of money. Uh, and it's, But, you know, if you say that, according to people like Buzz, well, you know, you're not allowed to have that opinion. So I'm, I'm just having my opinion, and Buzz doesn't. <laughs> Don't you dare opinion. have an opinion. Buzz is backflip. Yeah, you know? that's all. Shot fired. <laughs> uh, Buzz had a crack at me. I'll have a crack at Buzz. That's all fine. It's what we do. It's and what but, we do. Pop, I thought you would have gone a bit harder, mate. Look, uh, uh, mate, I'm I'm not entitled to my opinion. I haven't played 45 Origins, so I'm just going to keep out of it. Not to me, the thing about Latrell, there's no doubt he's a superstar. And he's playing unbelievable footy at the moment. But to, did we not? Did we not? Do we forget quickly? Cameron Smith, Cooper Cronk, uh, Tommy T. Like to me, I feel like at the moment we're carrying on like he's Sir Donald Bradman of cricket. He's that far above everybody else. Yet, Puppy's the most charismatic player in the game. He might be at the moment, but yeah. last year we would have we spoke about Tommy T. Oh, I'm, I'm talking about charisma and appeal, and I agree with Buzz in terms of the fact that he's very charismatic, very marketable, um, and he's got appeal. Like if he if he walks in, you know, with a bunch of other NRL players, the kids tend to gravitate towards him and, and Tommy. Mm. But he's just got a, a real um, something about him, and the way he's embraced, he's, he's changed a fair bit since he's come back from America. Yeah, well, he said that as well, didn't he? Yeah, and he's embracing the media. He's actually. You know, uh, doing more media media stuff at the moment. And, right. Uh, he's got a contract uh, with Fox Sports, and um, mm. I think that that's maybe part of uh, why he's now getting more glowing reviews in certain sections of the media. <laughs> uh, that could be something surely to not do with it. Surely no, not. Surely not. But um, you know, <laughs> that I think that he he deserves every penny he can get because uh, yeah. um, he's got a he's got a short career. Uh, it's you know ten years or so, and uh, I think he deserves everything he can get, and he is uh, a happy firing. Latrell is box office watchable. Mm. What, uh, why is there the... why is there so much conversation, or if there's any beef around how much money a player gets? Like to me, I know there's a salary cap. I understand that, so there's only so much you can get on the field. But if a player, there wouldn't be too many of the top ten players in the game not getting little bonuses off the field anyway. Whether it's a car contract, okay, they mightn't get any money, but instead of going and buying a car for 150 grand, they're getting a free car for the two years they're at the club or, you know, um, a, a shoe deal. or Like, surely there's 
tell me one of the top ten players that's not getting the little perks that come with being the best in the game. And they deserve it. Uh, but it's hard to, Definitely. Earn, hard to earn another 600 in third parties. Loz, I mean, you, you live through Super League. Mm. You're, a, you're a professional player, and I'm sure you had good endorsements going. But to earn 600, you've got to also service that 600 yeah. uh, in terms of you know, turning up for sponsors and doing things. And on top of a, a professional career, which is highly uh, – it requires a lot of time. Uh, it's very demanding. Um, I think that, you know, I think that... And you know the other thing with that, Denny? There's only a few players that can actually endorse products legitimately, I reckon. When you're with Nike, Loz, yep. was, it, was it a big deal or was it um, was it just... It was a, it was a, yeah, reasonably size, a reasonable size deal given the where rugby league in, was in terms of um, off-field. Mm. You know, I, I don't think there was a lot of... Players, et was, et and junior probably were the most marketable players around that time, and they started to do deals off the field. And I think after that, then it slowly started to take effect where other players were getting deals. Mm. So for me, yeah, Nike was a, a, a good well, it was a good one for, mm. for me. Um, but again, you had to earn your money; it just wasn't given to you. That, that money it wasn't just there's your boots and yeah uh, we're going to give you some money just to, to just to wear them you had to do other things for them so um, and and again that that's where people get a little bit confused I think with what you're getting paid by third parties and what you actually do with it Laurie I, I think it'd be hard to earn 600k um, outside of your football career I mean the players who have you know who are going to earn the most are the the Latrells the James Tedesco uh, Tommy T um, yeah, maybe maybe a Cameron Munster. Although he's had some some off field issues, and I think someone like Nathan Cleary yeah. um, is you know they're, they're the most marketable guys in the game, and they can mm. they can make the extra money just just off the top of my head. Yeah, um, you know they're the ones. I, Cam I, Murray I, be another one. Cam Murray, or Cam yeah. Murray, absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, and you know, good luck to them. One hundred percent. I would never want. You know, I would never begrudge anyone earning extra money. I mean, that's that's what they're they're professional athletes, and they should make every cent they possibly can. You look at, I mean, look at uh, the way Paul Gallon's changed his career now. Mm. Yeah, you know, this was, a, boxing was a sidelight for him. Uh, he's making big dollars now outside of, you know, outside of his sport, but he probably didn't make the huge money when he was playing. So these guys have got to make the, the money now uh, through either their, their endorsements or obviously their contracts. Mm. But, you know, to... I just, I, I think I'd love to see them make more. To be perfectly honest with you, I, I, I think they deserve more. Yeah, it's a hard game, and you look and see what you know. Uh, some players at the end of their careers look like, and um, uh, you know, and, and you know, to be perfectly fair, even watching Mario Fennick, um on television yeah. um, the other night, I mean, that was sad to see Mario in such a such a state. And it's a tough game. It's a tough, brutal game, and it's getting harder and harder. And I, I believe that players should be paid whatever they can get. And back to on the field with with Latrell now. I mean, like, um, you know, he probably didn't have his best game last week and South still were dominant. Um, so I think it's going to be fascinating to see this grand final rematch. Uh, he he didn't get the chance to make his mark last year because of the, the Manu stuff. Uh, I think the year before he might have had a hammy as well. And, so I think I think this is a, a time for him to absolutely shine and show 
the game that he is tremendous um, and, and why he should be one of the, the very top players. And should, he, he'll be on a million dollars a year with South, um, provided that deal gets done. Uh, and he, he'll get the chance to show exactly why against uh, the machine that is Penrith. Uh, I don't know how anyone stops them, but uh, I think that if if South, if anyone can stop them, it's mm. through Luttrell. It's well, through You've got to hope that they don't bring their best if you're going to beat Penrith, and you, you're you going to have to make sure that Luttrell's on his game, and they're just a wonderful side, Penrith. They've proven that over the last couple of years, and they look mighty hard to beat for this year, but you just never know, do you? It's an 80-minute well, performance. I was out with them, the Penrith boys yesterday, uh, and I talked to about half a dozen of them, including Nathan. And um, look, they've just got this real steel about them um, and real calmness. And I just feel like they know what they have to do. Mm. They just know what they have to do. They've got a couple of little concerns, um, you know, with, with Kayla May, obviously. But I mean, uh, apart from that, they they look they look uh, lean, mean, and hungry, and they want to do this again. Uh, I, yeah. And there's the attitudes there. I, I saw you talking last night on Nine News with uh, Viliami Kickout <laughs> about that TikTok <laughs> video oh, that he did last year. Do you think, well, I'm assuming South will use that, but would they be worried about that at all? You know, Kickout and, you know, the coaching group. and t- Would they mention that, do you think, or they just uh, not, don't even worry about it? We're not going there. I asked Billy to sing the song for me again. Oh, ouch. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't want to sing it. Yeah. Um, look, Billy, Billy knows he did wrong, um, and he knows he's given. He's definitely given South some ammo. They, they haven't forgotten that. Uh, I, know, I know it's only probably a, in the broad scheme of things, it's something that the media like to talk about. Yeah. And we like to focus on. And you know what? Uh, looking at it a year later, it, it's a bit funny. And, you know, uh, but I don't think the South fans see it as funny. Uh, and I don't. I don't think. I think the players will talk about it. Um, but Kikau is. He is the weapon for Penrith. He's almost the Latrell for for Penrith in a lot of ways, isn't he? But the impact he has on a game. He's been unbelievable this year. He says he's cut out. Uh, he used to have Maccas and KFC three times a week uh, earlier in his career. He's cut that out. He has the occasional cheat meal now. But uh, he's he's realizing what it takes to become a professional footballer. And Laurie, um, I'm not sure if you, if you. I mean, I know you watch it very closely, but I think that the good judges say to me uh, that he's now probably the best defensive second rower in the comp as well. Uh, that his defence has improved remarkably, and that's something he's really worked on. Uh, so, and that's going to be interesting to see uh, the way he, he monitors yeah. the South Sydney players. Ah. Uh. You're saying he's the best back that's, rower. That's what. That's. Ooh, that's a big call. Say. I think he's improved yeah. out of sight. Defensively. Yeah, I think he's improved yeah. out of sight. I, mm. I, yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. No. There's no argument. I mean, really, it comes down to what you see in a back rower and how they defend and how they work with um, the man on his inside and outside as well. Mm. It just doesn't come down to at times with your what your techniques like and how you wrap someone up. It's about how you defend. I always remember Tim Sheens always used to say, you can be a good tackler, but that doesn't make you a good defender. Well, apparently, that's, look, that's what the people... I'm, I'm not saying it, but what people have explained to me who know the game yeah. better than me, they say, look, you watch his defence now. It is it is the high point of his game. And, and he's a, he's a, a weapon uh, also in, a, in attack as well. And the other interesting thing with um, when I was out at Penrith, I think that uh, they, they watched pretty closely how... Um, 
uh, Ronaldo Multana had had a bit bit of success in the air against us. Um, and I know that Cronulla didn't win uh, and didn't really threaten, but that's where they looked most dangerous. I wouldn't be surprised if we see uh, Stephen Crichton, you know, really uh, launched as, a, as a, an aerial weapon uh, against against South. So that's another thing to look at. I don't know how South wingers cope with Nathan Cleary's bombs. Mm. I, I just don't know how they do it. I mean, other than putting pressure on Nathan. Um, yeah, that's the key. Yeah, that, that is the key, but... It's easier said than done, isn't it? <laughs> well, him and Matt Burton are the, obviously the best. Yeah, no, they are. Um, what about in your column uh, on Sunday, Denny? And I was sort of taken aback with this. We talk about concussions in the game and we talk about player, player safety. And did you say something like doctors assess their patient over Zoom? Yeah, that's that's exactly what, that's what happens. I mean, I, I was... I put that to the NRL. I said, listen, I've been told that, you know, just say Mitchell Moses, for example, the, the independent doctor will have a Zoom hookup with him. Uh, I mean, obviously, they've got their club doctors, but you would think, I don't know, I, I just, given, like you mentioned, the Mario thing, and mm. given the, the focus on on concussions and all, I would have thought that there has to be a consultation face-to-face. I mean, I know we get we can do the, the health thing over the phone, can't we? I mean, but, you know, we're not... I don't think we're generally dealing with concussions on a weekly basis. And I would have thought it requires more than a, a Zoom, you know, hookup with a, with a player to say, hey, how are you feeling? I mean, I don't know. That, that leaves me a little bit um, concerned about the level, the, the incomplete level of um, thoroughness that, that's mm. going through these processes. Now, uh, on the vanquished, uh, the shark season, was it a success or not, do you think, Danny? Uh, I, I think so. Um, I think that Craig Fitzgibbon would have been gutted uh, straight sets, right? I mean, there's, I mean, look, Johnny Morris, don't forget, he was, he was sacked from Cronulla for not being able to get results at the back end of the year. And uh, Fitzy did really well to get uh, Cronulla um, to the point where they were so high up on the premiership table. But their exit was not great. I mean... The way they they lost at the end to the Cowboys, um, so hard to take, and their their performance on the weekend just wasn't up to it. Um, so, I think they'll consider it a, a pretty good season. Um, the criticism throughout the year of of Cronulla was, you know, maybe they had an easier draw, um, uh, which is I think that's been quite widely accepted. So, I think that it's. Uh, a strong season, good start for Craig Fitzgibbon, but not a not an outstanding one, particularly with the the way they finished. So, um, I think Fitzy uh, will have learnt a lot from that from that exit, and I know for a fact he's taken it to heart. He's that's that's hurt him big time. Jeez, we we mark him hard, Danny. Mm. The coaches and no harder than Brad Arthur, mate. Surely he's safe, win, lose or draw. <sighs> you'd, you'd think Surely so. you'd think so. You'd think My so. God. there's obviously there's obviously uh, a set against Brad Arthur. You've seen what, why why though? I think I, I look. I'm not. I actually think Brad Arthur's done a, a pretty good job. But I, I think that the reason it's there is because they haven't won a comp. Simple as that. They mm. feel like they've had uh, the resources, uh, the roster, particularly this year. This is their year, pup. Yeah, uh, I, and, and I get and I get that. I, I get the expectation, and, and I think I actually think Brad's handled 
um, the criticism very well. I think he hasn't shied away from it. He said, yep, there is expectation, there is pressure, and, and mm. there's no doubt he wants to win the GF. But this, if I think of my team, the Tigers, if our, win, if our record was what Parramatta's has been in the last, you know, 10 years, I'd be doing backflips. You'd be taking half the record. Mate, <laughs> I'd be so... Like, I just worry we always think the grass is greener. Yeah, look, I, I, when when there are some pretty significant figures in the media uh, who aren't on your side, um, and you know it's, this this is coming up at semi final time, and there's um, leaked leaked reports about junior yeah. pathways, and they're being interpreted as you know an no, impact you. as impacting on the senior team. It's it just doesn't feel great for Brad. I I, I think. Um, yeah, he silences everything if he gets him to the grand final, in my view. That's a, I actually would have thought that that would have dropped off now. Um, but I guess if he gets him to the grand final, it's that's got it. Maybe that's his pass mark. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Danny, big week. Enjoy, mate. Thank you. Pup, I expect some strong performances from you. I'll, I'll be, I'm listening closely, particularly at 5.30 in the morning. <laughs> Good on you, mate. Put your seatbelt on. See ya. Bye. <laughs> See you, buddy. Denny Widler there. Just on that travel exception. My new neighbour, Mido. Yeah. Well, oh, chick- me. well, what about this? Chicken Chow's texts in about this. What's he said? Uh, chicken goes, how's my new neighbour going, Mido? Widler's p- new place is a pitching wedge from my joint. Oh, no. Denny's in deep trouble. He'll be out the front standing beside the letterbox. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Checking his mail. <laughs> uh, um, now, just on, yeah, people travelling around for grand finals, etc. A couple of texts here. Boys, my partner's dad lives in Sydney uh, but works away in Townsville. He's coming back today for a week and has delayed his flight to the Tuesday next week instead of the Monday because there were over... A thousand dollar difference one way purely because of the footy being on the weekend. Cheers, no. James. Yeah, that's too expensive, isn't it, Mido? What about this one? Price gouging. Oh, morning, boys. I had an Airbnb booked in the heart of Melbourne City back in January for sixty bucks a night, only for it to be cancelled on me in August. Obviously, due to the owner realizing it was the grand final weekend, I then had to madly rush to find alternative accommodation which I got for more than twice the price, says Michael, from Port Macquarie. We're getting ripped off. Oh, we are, Mido. We are getting ripped off. Hey, what about this has just come in, and this has got no name to it, but this is a great stat, if you like your stats, all right? Did you know South in their last four prelim finals, 18, 19, 20, and 21, they've gone into the game without their regular fullback. So they've gone in, Alex Johnson... Then Adam Dewey, then Corey Allen, and then Blake Taff. So they've got their regular number one available this week in Latrell Mitchell, uh, arguably the the best player in the game. Some people would have him as the best player in the game and the influence that he has on this South Sydney team. And people, some people will say that number one now has more influence on a game than ever before and is rivaling a seven as the most influential position in a footy team. So with Latrell being back in the team... Good stats. Yeah. Good start. It might be a hope. Welcome back to the Big Sports Breakfast. And yesterday, by the way, Aussie golfer Cam Smith, he collected his biggest winner's check yet. $6 million Australian, $4 million US for winning that Live Tour event in Chicago. 
So it's the 29-year-old's first triumph since the British Open. And the Aussie said after that he thought he still had to prove to himself and some others that he's still a great player and he's still here to win. Of course he's a great player. He's still playing against some of the best golfers in the world. He's just playing in a different tournament to some of the others. And, uh, you know, this is what I I can't understand. If people are in Cam Smith's position and they were offered that type of money... Of course they're going to go and sign and go and play on another tour. And look at the prize money that he's received in the two events yeah. already. The, the initial thought was the criticism or those taking the glass half-empty approach is that he will lose motivation. He'll lose hunger. He'll lose desire. Yeah, but do and you reckon golfers really want to play till they're 40, 45? Like, yes, you can love the sport, but if you can play less tournaments... You'll still be competitive. If, if you've been at that level, you, you'll want to be competitive for as long as you want. But you've got the option then of pulling back. You don't have to play in every tournament. And there's less tournaments for live. Look, I, I, I think, well, I, I, what, what I think will happen is the two groups have to come together. Oh, because the live's not going away. And they've got deep pockets. Yeah, Phil Mickelson's even urged it in the last few days as well. And hopefully it's sooner rather than later, although there is a... <laughs> A lot of animosity between the camps. Oh, I know there is, but I mean... At the, at the other the end thing, Mido, once you've competed at a certain level, you, 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 I could go back and play a game of club cricket now, a game of third-grade club cricket. I'm not walking out there to lose. I'm not walking out there to make 20. It's in your blood. If Cameron Smith picks up a golf club, he does not want to finish second. I don't care if it's Masters. I don't care if it's Live. I don't care if it's... Uh, you know, the biggest tournament on the planet. He wants to win. That's in his blood. You don't lose that because you paid more money. Uh, if anything, probably within, you, you you feel like you've got to do it more to to continue to show people that that's, that's still there, no matter how much money you're getting paid. Did you see the Denny Willett three-putt from less than four feet? <laughs> I mentioned it right at the end of the show yesterday, so he had an absolute meltdown. Uh, Max Homer chipped in for birdie. That's in the PGA Tour event. He chipped in. Still, Denny Willard, well, he missed a four-footer, which would have won it. Then he missed another four-footer. So, therefore, couldn't even go to the playoff. And so, uh, there's hope for us all, anyway. And joining us now on the line, uh, as we talk again, rugby league ahead of the preliminary final, particularly as far as the Panthers are concerned, joining us now is their chief executive, Brian Fletcher. Brian, good morning. Morning, gentlemen. Great to have you on the show, mate. And in charge, you're in charge of a, a club exhibiting great success through the grades as well. And uh, why is Penrith different then, Brian? Oh, I don't know, Jared. why they're different. Um, we've got the right people in the right positions in the place. We've got very good players, very good coaches and very good football managers. So um, our general manager of football, Matt Cameron, he's uh, regarded as a genius in the pathways and... Um, the success we've had this year in that field it just shows that um, he is a genius at it because to win the SG ball, that's over. We've won the grand final there. Now to have a team in the flag of the reserve grade and one win away from the grand final in the NRL with a bit of luck. So um, it's history at the club. It's never been done before. It might never have been done in, in the NRL. I don't know. But um, we're in a very lucky position at the moment. Describe the impact that your NRL side in particular 
is having on that community in Penrith mm. in the in the region? Yeah. Well, look, it's a, it's enormous. It's it, it's the whole focus of the city of Penrith. There's three hundred thousand people live in Penrith, and uh, I think sometimes if they get beat on a Sunday, they don't go to work on a Monday. It knocks them around that much, and they've been a bit spoiled over the last three years because they haven't lost many games. So. Hopefully um, that we can do the job for all the members and the people of Penrith on Saturday night. Uh, Brian, we're just talking about Cameron Smith and his desire to, no matter how much he gets paid, to to want to keep winning. And, and you just mentioned the last three years for the club. And uh, please correct me if I'm wrong, but surely that desire this year is no less than last year or the year before. All the work that goes in over a long period of time Fortunately, you get to a place now where you have built that consistency. Surely you want this GF. Oh, for sure, Michael. And uh, especially last year when it was played in Queensland, these boys yeah. were motivated this year to do it in front of their own fans. And, um, yeah, it's it's one thing. You never get away from winning. Uh, uh, once you start winning and you get the taste of it, there's nothing worse than going back to losing. So yeah. uh, they're in the right frame of mind and... Um, They'll, they'll be up for Saturday night. Brian, you've spoken about the last three years and how successful it's been, but what do you see the difference between this side now compared to when they first came together? I think, Laurie, I think it's the culture in the place is the biggest thing that Ivan's instilled in the place, is to have the right culture and have them living like a family. When they went to Queensland over the COVID period with the wives and children moved up there, they became a big family and everybody got on so well. Yeah. And that improved the culture as well, and that's something that Ivan really strives for. And um, he's, he's got that at our place now, and if that continues, I'm sure these young boys will have success for a long time. Brian, will Penrith have underachieved, though, if they don't win the premiership considering, and I mean this, considering the dominance you've had over this three-year period in your NRL side? No, no. They've, they've done a marvellous job to get to where they are. And you've got to realise last year in the grand final, they played with seven injured players. This year we're going into uh, the, the major semi-final with uh, one player out, Taylor May. So physically they're in a, in a lot better position and... Uh, Hopefully, uh, they've, they've achieved to the best of their ability and um, you need a bit of luck on the night as well. So, no, they've done a great job. Brian, we talk about uh, the community out there and I think Penrith have always had amazing juniors. I'm keen to know the impact of um, not just the growth out at Penrith, but also the impact of the players, what they have on the younger generation, the young boys, the young girls. What does footy look like from a young age out there at the moment? But Michael, out there at this stage, when you've got, uh, Jerome Luai, Nathan Cleary and Brian Toa, you'd be surprised how many people on the northern beaches now follow, their children follow Panthers because yeah. of these um, models and road, uh, they, they stay out on the field for an extra hour and so forth and sign autographs and that and uh, they've got a big bearing on it and at the moment we've got 870 uh, 8,760 junior players and of that there's 7,500 male and 1,200 female players in our junior rugby league and uh, there's 588 teams. So starting back at that structure and getting that part of it right to Panthers juniors, it flows on to the SG ball, the flag, the reserve grade and the NRL. So mm. it's a pretty good system at the moment and uh, as long as we stick to that and don't try and change it. You mentioned um, the girls at play football out that way, Fletch. Any update on when you may be looking at getting a uh, team into the NRLW? No, Laurie, we, we've applied for one in 20, 
2024. Now, we've had no indication whether we'll be given permission for that or not at this stage, but uh, we're striving to get into that space as well. We're speaking with Penrith Panthers Chief Executive Brian Fletcher. And, Brian, are you still confident the state government will support a new stadium for the club? Yes, for sure, Jared. Yeah, yeah that's not... The, the, the $300 million uh, being passed through Cabinet, it's just a matter of now of infrastructure in New South Wales uh, looking at where is the best position in Penrith to build a stadium. And we've heard no further than that at this stage. And just in other wider issues, is there any progress in... You know, pushing for concessions for the club for developing your own players, I guess in regards to salary cap, etc. Look, that's been spoken about and Laurie no more than me for the last 20 years and nobody could come up with a system that mm. suits everybody. And uh, I suppose, yes, uh, we'd like compensation, but when, when you look at that, uh, you'd probably say, well, why do they need compensation, you know? There have been minor premiers again this year by a fair stretch. So um, with Matt Burton going uh, last year after we sort of progressed Matt through the grade. So it's a difficult one. Um, yes, we'd love compensation, but it's not the end of the world. And when do you expect to know the new salary cap? Because I'm guessing this is getting towards a, you know, a period of urgency, mm. isn't it? Well, salary cap's getting to a stage where it's getting... A little bit heated now. We've got three parties to split up all the money and uh, it's the NRL, the players and the clubs. And uh, I've always believed in life there's enough money for everybody and uh, one party doesn't need a lot. So I think if we're all fair-minded, it won't be far away, probably uh, after the grand final. Will you outnumber the South Sydney supporters on Saturday night, mate? We'll give them a good shake. <laughs> should be a wonderful game. It should be a wonderful game. Obviously, South Sydney have won their first two finals. But actually, I want to ask you, Fletch, too, because it is a different preparation to what you went through last year. I'm assuming you prefer this one, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're at home. And uh, uh, we've got our academy at the back where they train it and everything like that. So, uh, no, they're, they're in a lot better space this year physically. And, and mentally because they're at home. So they're ready for the occasion. I can tell out of the four of us two, two have winners at Flemington. You're obviously one, Lots. Yeah. And so's Fletch. He's Scalapini won recently there at Flemington. Oh, uh, really? Great win, Fletch. Yeah, it was it was a nice win, wasn't he? Won, he won nicely and... Um, Few of the boys had a few dollars on him, and they followed up with Waterford in the last of Rose Hill on the same day. So it was a, a pretty good. I was going to say you're in Waterford too, aren't you? Yeah, got a little oh. scare in that, Laurie. Yeah, oh. a mate of mine in it as well, Alan Stevenson. How easy is ownership? Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> you lot. Very good Unreal. horse. Really good horse. Uh, well, we appreciate your time as always, Brian. Hope it's a very successful last couple of weeks for your sake and your fans uh, at the club there at Penrith. Thanks, boys. (laughs) Love this text, Mitch from Robertson. Fellas, does Chicken Chow live in a cardboard box near all these rich blokes, or is he flying? (laughs) (laughs) He's flying the chicken. Don't worry about that. And also on the text line, this is the stat, Parramatta fans. This is the one that's going to take you to glory. Morning, guys. In 1986, the number one movie was Top Gun, and Para won the premiership. 2022, Top Gun Maverick is the number one movie. Could it happen again? No names Cling that on one. to anything you can. Yeah. I've got <laughs> to give the hoots to watch Top Gun too. Oh, I still haven't seen it yet. Mate, it's a beauty, Loz. <laughs> I can't believe Have you watched Elvis? 
Uh, no, I haven't seen Elvis either. Mate, those two you must watch. They're brilliant. Oh, I've yeah, heard mixed it, reviews about Elvis. No, nah, I loved it. Is it good? No, yeah, I, I loved it. The King. Yeah. There's, there's plenty it. of good movies coming up. I've just got to get myself out well, there, Mido. Long weekend. Go and see Top Gun Long Weekend. Did, does, Is it still on, actually, at the movie? Yeah, to be still on. Does Stanley know your Top Gun story? I've got a feeling you was away that week. I don't know. DS Morning. Yeah, morning, Mido. Morning, boys. I don't know the Top Gun story. I haven't seen it either. Go and see it, DS. Actually, blasphemy. Well, I haven't seen the first well, well, one Well, be either. careful, uh, DS. You because haven't I seen went the to... first one. Well, Lodz can help you with that. Yeah, I, I, went nah. to, I went to Hoyt's on um, Father's Day. <laughs> yes. And walked so in, and we good. thought we were sitting, uh, you know, watching Top Gun. Two, and we jump in there, and there's no one in the, <laughs> the movie theatre. <laughs> no one in the movie theatre. Anyhow, the movie sort of starts, and <laughs> we're sitting there thinking, oh, this looks familiar, but where's it going? And then we thought it must be, you know, yeah. starting and giving us a bit of a look at Top Gun 1 and then transfer straight into Top Gun 2. Right. But it was a double session of Top Gun 1 leading into Top Gun 2. We didn't read the... Um, ticket properly. So we bought <laughs> tickets to Top Gun 1 and 2. But I couldn't stay and watch Top Gun 2 because I had to go home and watch the footy and then I had to go so home to the Matty so John left. show. So I left. Ah, so you've left. So you'd seen Top Gun 1 though before that? I'd seen Top Gun 1 before, but yeah. I wanted to see Top Gun 2. So and because we film. were already there at the picture theatre, yeah. I thought, well, we might as well stay and, and watch it. But I'll tell you what, the this. seats were outstanding. They were good seats. Mate, they reclined. Oh, so but how long? How long? What? what? How long have they had there? What did you say? They reclined. They reclined. Oh, how good! What? That's well, a bit of the, that's the bit of the old man coming out in there, Lars. Oh, going on, oh, jeez. Oh, mate, oh, oh, do I do I, I just. I found the like I like playing with buttons, you know. And when you when you find when you find, oh, I was like, oh yeah, how good is it? And then I'm sort of lying back, and then I had a bit of a snooze and. Well, Mate, I'm telling you, get the Hoyts. Control, it's oh. sensational. The new seating. And I don't pay for the gold class. What is it? The, yeah, he won't no. pay. Yeah, no. I'm not no, 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 no. We just bought normal tickets. But I'm telling you, the, the, the seats in the normal section yeah. now oh, are sensational. Mm. When was the last time we went to the movies? Like, Do they have movies? Oh, 1986. Oh, would have been oh, black and white. June Four or five. Yeah. yeah. Now, like that the, at, the, at the Jatter Centre. Now that would have been now that would have been Loz as a young bloke growing up if you were you know taking a girl out on a date or yep. something was the movie because they were quite expensive weren't they back in the day to go to the movies wasn't it uh, wasn't it like really like a oh, driving when, when you when you're one of eight it was expensive yeah. <laughs> very that's why you went to driving eight yeah, in one car yeah. that's right <laughs> get get him out of get the boot when he's in there oh yeah done that before <laughs> done the boot all I can think of oh. is Homer going bed goes up. Bed goes <laughs> I was telling you, I, I was trying. My, because Michelle goes to me, stop it. And I said, what? Because uh, I, I, I do. I was pressing my button. Yeah. What are you like in a hospital? Each <laughs> <laughs> their own. But I'm just telling you what I do. Probably shuts the Everyone down. doesn't have to do what I do, but that's what I do. All I do is press buttons. I love oh, pressing I love buttons. buttons. <laughs> it's like when um, you're a kid and you jump in an elevator and you just kept pressing. You're pressing the all the buttons. Oh, yeah. you're that guy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm one of that. Oh. Yeah, that's me. Boys, just on, just while you're on the move, Movies. Uh, right. Yeah, I can agree with you there, Pup, about Elvis. Didn't mm. mind Elvis. Good Brilliant. little film. The other one, too, boys, I've been told about is Ticket to Paradise. 
Are you, I could see, who's in I that? Could, well, it's the two big guns. It's Clooney and Roberts. They're back together. Oh, you know, I, the actually, I've, oh, I've seen, seen that advertised. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. They, they, are they were they married or something in the film, and then they split. Yeah, there's some some sort of story some relationship or something. Without, without was that giving. shot here in Australia? Yeah, it was up at Hamilton yeah. Island, I think. Uh, yeah, around okay. that, that was around COVID when Queensland was open yeah. and they were doing all. The so the reviews on that is pretty good, Dave. Aren't pretty they? good. Well, I'm a I'm a rom com. Yeah, I mean, you boys, I you, like I like watching rom coms. If I, I what, can't, what's rom com? Romantic comedy. That's what it's called. <laughs> rom com. Yeah, yeah. We'll say romantic oh. comedy. Then oh. I understand. Rom com. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. But that's the because I, I can't understand like people when they go to films and watch like scary films. Like I can't get my head around why you would want to go and have the. But what about when you like, watch a scary film and you don't watch it? Well, that's what I mean. I don't understand. And people go, oh, I went and watched this film and it was the scariest nervous. thing I've seen. Why would you want to go and watch a, a movie about Clooney and Roberts? How no, good? Just mix it up a bit. Every, a scary one every now and then's good. Nah, just on the no. couch trying well, to get I, a bit of a cuddle, you know? I'm scarred. I'm scarred. Remember that Remember that uh, movie, Final Destination? Is it Final oh. Destination? Or what, what was, was the one where... It was the one with Chucky. Here's Chucky. <laughs> Child's oh, a little, no, little one. Was... Child's oh, fine. Yeah, that yes. Was... Yes. Yeah, that's not See, good. that's what I mean. Awful. Scary Why doll. Why would you want to go and watch that? Yeah. Why would you want to go and watch that? The doll that? that stabs people. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> what a cracker flick. What's... <laughs> Speaking of scary uh, movies, how did we go on the punt on the weekend, boys? It seemed like uh, well, he's got good. ten bucks fifty. Ten bucks fifty in me account. Ten bucks fifty. <laughs> so you've had a horror. You've had a horror show, mate. Yeah. Uh, what did you chime into? What was the big one you chimed into, Loz, on the weekend? Uh, I will tell you, Dave, because uh, it was in the last in Sydney, and yep. a Godolphin horse won. And I'm just trying to think of the name of it, and I'm just trying to look it up, what I chimed into. Uh, what ingratiating. Uh, yeah, I think, actually, no, it, it won. was the last in Sydney. Yeah, it won. It was the last in Sydney. Yeah. But uh, who, who ran second in that? Oh, is it Brigantine? Was it Brigantine? Oh, Brigantine. No, Brigantine, Brigantine. won. Brigantine. Yeah, Brigantine. Brigantine won. won in Melbourne. Won in Melbourne, yes, yes, Melbourne. yes. Yeah. Anyway, I was against Brigantine, oh. and I got a text message to back Brigantine. No, oh, there's nothing worse. Well, yeah. boys, t- today on the program, co-host is Luke Mahler. We've got Gary Portelli. Obviously, Gold Rose this weekend at Rose Hill. Uh, it is the the race in which it'll shape uh, plenty of these careers for these three-year-olds. And will it be Godolphin and In Secret and Golden Mile or Will Fireburn, who I didn't mind the first up run. I thought she was pretty good there in the run of the Rose. So we'll chat with Gaz pretty soon. Richard Callender will join us. Mick Price, Peter Snowden, Gerald Ryan, all about the Golden Rose this morning and trying to find a winner. Have a good day, boys. Go and go and enjoy Top Gun too. Actually, just go and watch that Ticket to Paradise, boys. Go to get get the Hoyts this afternoon, lot. Yeah, I might. Actually, that flash chair that reclines. I'm telling you, the chairs are <laughs> watch your rom coms. Go and go yeah, rom coms. That's got to change. Take Michelle. Take yeah. Michelle to watch the rom com this summer. <laughs> I might get home and say, "Listen, darling, I want to take you to the rom com." She'll. What What is she going to think? Oh, I reckon she'd know. I reckon she'd reckon? know. She'd go, "Yeah, I'll go and see that." Right. The rom com. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I've just got a vision of Loz. Oh. I've got a vision of you just snoring in this chair beside <laughs> Michelle while the movie's on. <laughs> I just can't get Homer out of my head. Uh, <laughs> Have a good dear. day, boys. Go and enjoy yeah. yourself. See you, buddy.